Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 25th, 2016. You know, when you look around this world of centrally organized chaos, they really do give you very little real news in this global system. You're living in a real global system. And the big boys, quite rightly, I suppose, if you want to be control freak, the ultimate control freak, because that's really how the ultimate control freaks are supposed to behave. They don't tell you anything that matters because it's not your your place, as you used to say. You're right to know anything. You're down there. And you need to be up yonder, way up yonder in the big tower, the big ivory tower, to get anywhere near the know of what's actually going on. But it's quite obvious if you have been following this for long enough and you understand the history of it all to know at least the major parts of what's happening, what's going on. But it's, it's, it's so true. All media, all media now is utterly, completely controlled, isn't it? I watch how techniques are already well used across the whole of Europe, for instance, and, and the British system, which used to be called the Commonwealth, are well used of, of silencing opposition to the big, what they think is, the ordinary person thinks it's a socialist system, really. That's what they think. That's what they've been trained to think. And, uh, and they're all part of something. They're all part of something that's moving ahead, moving onwards. Just like when you go and vote, you're, you're at the height to make you think you're a part of something. You're part of it, you see. Um, and, and folk will automatically, naturally fall into that mode of thinking that they are part of something. And all they do is vote and then go home. But that, that really is uh, a technique, a psychological technique that's well used. They used it in all the cultural wars too. Uh, even the ones going back to, say, the 60s when they were they're training them to have drugs and the whole thing and free sex and just do what you want we're get, and get the older folk out of the way, as Bob Dylan said, the times they are changing. Get out of the way, if you, you know, uh, and so on. It's all, all part of the revolutionary, um, and of course he was part of the revolutionary thing too and well trained. Uh, a big story behind that too. Nothing comes out there by itself, folks. And nobody becomes a star by themselves either. Big story behind all that, but no one cares anymore. Because there aren't any other things, you see. Other, other characters have been put up as their gods, demigods, and so on, uh, for them to follow. And it's always been that way. But really, yeah, that, that, is it most, most revolutions are bloodless. You do occasionally get the really bloody one when the, the, the globalists are in a hurry. But uh, otherwise, they use the Fabian technique. And, and Fabian, of course, was after the old Emperor Fabian of Rome who believed in taking your time, undermine, uh, before you did, don't just move into a country, undermine it psychologically, like psychological warfare and so on, make them become uh, depressed with their present leaders and all that. And, and then you, you gradually take her over without sometimes even having to kill anybody. It's been awfully successful. And the big bankers have used this technique uh, all along because big bankers uh, and big banking families have absolutely complete understanding of how the world works. It's their world, you see. That's why it works the way that they, <laughs> they designed it to be. And everyone's living on this ridiculous thing called money, which uh, no one can explain, of course. 
as long as it's there, they can use it, even though it's never worth the same thing from one day to the next. But that's another story too. But yeah, even governments are all set up to run on this thing called money and to go and borrow it, even though they're taxing uh, all their, their people uh, all into the grave period and beyond maybe, who knows. But this is the whole system we're, we're taught as normal. Quite well, amazing, isn't it? What a fantastic magic act. But most successful acts in the world are big magic acts. You know, they really are. Your debt, what is your debt, for instance? You hear this nonsense about, oh, Britain, my goodness, oh, my God, if Britain really is ahead with the, with the Brexit thing, then, uh, uh, my God, you'll have 70-odd or billion dollars uh, of trade deficit uh, to, uh, with the EU to start with. Well, if it was so great for Britain, why would they have already have 78 billion uh, in deficit? In other words, they're, they're, they're importing way, 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 way more and giving out way, way more money uh, than they're bringing in. Uh, that's been great for Britain, hasn't it? But there's no Britain. There's no real, real Britain uh, as I knew it at all. It's got long gone. <laughs> long gone. And I remember <laughs> watching a a short documentary with the brother uh, of uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens and the brother is Peter Hitchens, uh, kind of opposite poles, you might say, on their opinions, uh, are all born only, I think, three years apart, and they, they, they live through the whole decline of Britain and Europe and all the rest of it. But uh, you find that Peter wanted to write some books that were considered right-wing, uh, you understand, right wing today simply is to be proud of your home and think it perhaps worth worth looking after to an extent, and 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 don't completely throw your culture and your history uh, down the toilet. You see, because you've been you've been trained to think it was all nasty and awful, awful bad, all of it. You see, all of it, which is nonsense, absolute nonsense. Of course, it's nonsense. And you must be an international. Well, you couldn't get any books published initially because, and he said that, that every publishing house in Britain uh, basically would not take it on. They wouldn't publish anything at all that wasn't your standardized, far, 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 was considered far left today, which is Marxist, basically, Trotskyist. And it goes the whole way with a, 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 with a intelligent elite running the world because everyone else is t- too stupid. That's what it really means uh, to run it themselves, like Charles Galton Darwin said. Uh, it really uh, uh, should, should not get published. So you have to go along with the status quo, which is far, far left socialism, which is Trotskyism, which is ongoing Hegelianism, which is never-ending revolution. You've achieved this part of revolution, now you need to go to war what you've achieved to get something out of it, which is the next part of revolution and all that nonsense, until you live in a life. But it's fantastic for the banks, because isn't it odd that they're always here, no matter what kind of system it is, they're always there. And they're always lending to all sides, even during wars, they lend to all sides. And there's no law that says they can't, because they run the law system as well, you see. And no one questions that, really, hmm. Everything's a con, as I say. And really, the, the elite, the high, high elite, who are stinking rich, after all, naturally, they don't even need money. They got it all. Uh, and if they, don't, if they want a few trillion, they just, just write a check for it one day, and that's it. 
um, if they want extra when you're spending money. That's just how it really, it really works. The whole thing's a racket. It's always been a racket, hasn't it? And with that kind of power, you can rent all the lesser uh, racketeers uh, and and pay off their debts and to bring them on board and, and with their corruption and bribes and all that. And that's how the system works. Dress it up in fancy, fancy ritual for the public to see when folk are sworn into governments and make it really impressive looking. It's, it's still a, <laughs> what is it? It's the same thing. We're getting paid off and they've already promised to serve the same masters, whoever they happen to be. And who they're serving is never what you think your government actually is anymore. That's long gone. That's long gone. Anyway, as I say, uh, the terminology keeps changing. As I say, at one time, being a nationalist meant that you were sort of proud of your country. And, and, and you, you, would, you thought it was worth looking after. Uh, to be a nationalist is, is called fascist. Everybody's a fascist if you if you like your country, or you you look back with pride down through the, the generations of your people, regardless of your working class. And all the struggles we went through is all part. That's part of your history. Ordinary folk just getting through, you know, to make you uh, possible, which you you are, you know. And we're the last generation that even cares because most folk don't want children and. And they've been taught and trained to just to, to just to abort abort these little warts, you know. They're a nuisance because your masters want less of you, and that's what it is. They want less of you. Over many many years, I've read so many articles from their own documentation, official stuff, where they they put it out right in your face, really, right in your face that they they wish that you would just live to whatever age of retirement is. And die maybe a week before you retire. Then they can grab your money and use it for the <coughs> greater good, which is their pockets, first of all, and then left over they spread across the planet for bribing folk and so on. It's called loans. So everything is a true racket, you see. And that, unfortunately, is the way the world really is. As far as the masses go, the masses go with whatever impresses them and, and what, with whatever the conditioning has, has given them. You've all been conditioned. TV, the TV viewers have all had the same, um, you might say, subversive education their whole lives long through TV. They don't know it. They really honestly don't know it. But most opinions, pretty well all their opinions, uh, have, have come to them through osmosis, as Jack's Elal says. Um, they don't think or reason things through. It's just it's just filtered bits and bites through the little things they hear in the news or documentaries and in movies. They implant the same things over and over and over until you think it's all, until you think that, that my God, you know, if you go to the coast of uh, your, your country, you're going to see icebergs floating by it. I mean, this is this is how bad it is. Every, every, you can convince them of anything, anything at all. And I, can, I know that because I've seen the effects of it. Quite amazing. And uh, remember what Hitler said too, uh, you know, if you lie to the public, you have to tell an incredibly big lie. Because simple lies... It's what something that they, they can see right through because they all use simple lies, little little lies, you see. And they can't imagine what anyone, anyone, especially themselves, 
If they can't do it themselves, they can't imagine anyone doing a massive lie that would change the world or their nation or whatever. And therefore, whatever they're told it must be true. No one could make such a, a whopper of a lie up. That's how simple it is. That's how simple it is. We do participate, really, in our own destruction, when you think about it. Most folk, as I said, really don't know what's going on, and so they just watch TV and get more indoctrination, which is like shooting some kind of um, tranquilizer into their arms, I think. And at the same time, it's beautiful how it progresses. It keeps updating them with the new PC stuff, you know, political correct chat and all that, and what to say, what not to say, and and and, and what to be even angry about, for instance, and who to hate. I mean, that's all part of it too, isn't it? Uh, if, so, if there's anything trying to get you to hate anything, you better ask yourself, who's behind this and why do they want me to hate whatever it happens to be? But this happens all the time in regular media, doesn't it? But I, th- I really think, as I say, we, we have to participate. Now, I think someone said that a long, 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 long time ago, that you participate in your own destruction. Uh, and we do, don't we? We do. Uh, when you're given permission, for instance, and that's what the 60s was all about, given permission and indoctrination as to how it should all happen into the youth at the time of what they should do. And really a whole generation had their right, their lives wrecked. And it was planned out again to be the, the revolutionary period where to separate the generations, absolutely separate them, so that no generation talked to another generation. And they, they churned out the songs, again, that you're part of the, the big, big thing, you know, that's all part of something. Talking about my generation, you know. And people try to put us down or get us down, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, like, like us and them. Just listen to the words and things, it's interesting. And you find that uh, it's all part of a, a definite structured uh, revolution, that some of the, the participants at the bottom didn't even know themselves it was all being manufactured by uh, professors and all the rest of it way up yonder in the ivory towers on behalf of their world masters. They didn't know. And you went all the way down into the next phase to the fallout from it all. And again, that was unwanted children. How you deal with that? Well... <laughs> Uh, out comes abortion within the pill too, of course. And in the pill, as they know now, and there's lots of propaganda to make sure that no one really knew it, definitely has its long-term effects. And uh, there's been so many articles written about its long-term effects on cancers and various other things too, because you can't interfere with nature, you see. You honestly can't, can you? you know? Any more than you can spray the skies with all the toxic stuff that they're doing it with for whatever real reason they're doing it for, and then tell you it's quite safe, it's to save us all. So you're living in a bit of a hellhole, really, and most folk must be trained to think it's all for our own good. Isn't that a beautiful time in history to be alive right now? Where the, the psychological warfare is so perfect, and they've literally conditioned the people so perfectly with their daily updates across a whole world with the same communication, getting the same stories, the same, you know, same, 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 same standardized indoctrination 
of, of which they call education. And so they're trained not to be the victims of poisons and things put into their bodies in various means, but, but it's all for the greater good. And that's never been done in history before. Please die for the greater good, you see. You actually ask them to. So they need your cooperation, and, and most folk do, you see, with everything. And when they're teaching them in, in uh, certain universities and so on, that uh, geoengineering, as they call it, is going on to for the greater good, and it will kill some off who have predispositions to what happens to be, you know, asthmatics, um, very young, elderly, any kind of bronchial problems or whatever happens to be, uh, they might, might, might kill a lot of them off, but, but it's for the greater good, you see. And the rest thinks, well, that's okay then. Oh, that's all right. Because you see people don't have really empathy now for people around them like they used to. Or outrage here for that matter. That's why we accept so much corruption. We do. We accept corruption and we tolerate it. And I've heard people themselves who will say all the time, well, heck, if I was up there, I'd be doing the same thing myself. And that's the that's how they used to define it too. How population goes along with it, the corruption will reach the level that the person at the bottom would accept themselves. If you don't accept it, you'd you'd literally eventually be yelling so hard they couldn't ignore you, and then you'd have to clean up the act to an extent. But that's not there, is it? I was reading through all the different. Um, Corruptions in the EU, for instance. I've read articles over many years on the EU and oh, the multi-billions that go through that all the time. And then there's no accountability. It just goes missing. And in fact, because there's no accountability and the records are so poor, they, they can't even tell where it went or if it's even missing. All they know is they don't have uh, all that they should have to do all the things they're supposed to be doing, you see. And it's the same thing, too, with all national governments now. And with internationalism, they've been signed into under the United Nations, you know, the private club, the, the UN, through the IMF, the private club that also belongs to the Royal Institute of International Affairs and, uh, and uh, the CFR. Uh, so, yeah, every government acts like a big, a big loan shark. They'll loan out money to, to other nations across the world through the IMF. And, uh, and then... Uh, the government too will borrow money to give to the countries, you see, through the IMF. And if the, the IMF knows darn well these countries cannot pay things back. So once you put the people under the thumb with to pay, and they can't afford it, you see, they make big demands. No, we want this, we want that, we want, it, we want, we want, we want. It's, it's astonishing. They give all the resources away, yada, yada, yada. They'll take on other uh, loans that, that they definitely can't pay off forever. They can never pay off. That, that's the, it's even better. That's what the bankers really want, you see. Because you are the de facto boss or dictator of that country when they owe you everything. And, and you think it's all done through, through altruistic, uh, for altruistic reasons. Or we're helping them. You know, the, the 
And the thing is too, when they do uh, uh, say, we can't pay it back, and then they bring out their, their usual old ageing pop stars to, to tell you, oh, forgive the debt loans, forgive, forgive them. And the government will say, okay, well, you see, your country's already signed down as a guarantor, and you borrowed the money too, so now you are taxed to pay it off. This is an ongoing thing. Then they give them another loan. On and on it goes. Racket, racket, racket. And the folk never catch on. Because some something nice and sexy on TV to watch, you see. So they do, you know, that's all you need. Isn't that amazing? You're born with the ability to have a, a real good mind. And the big boys are so perfectly aware through the, through the way they've trained you and conditioned you that you'll never use it. When it comes to thinking or watching a good sexy thing on TV, you watch the sexy thing on TV. Even if your life depended on it, you know, you won't think. And it's sad. It's, it's so so simple, isn't it? It's so simple. Plus, I've trained the public already to be real, to, that the really the media is an appendage to their brain, and anything worth knowing, they're going to be told about it or warned about it, and you know, like a like a a big claxton horn or something. Ah, and the way tell it. No, they don't. The media is a private organization owned. By really, uh, it's the same few people, really. A little club. So they decide what your rea- reality is going to be, what you're going to think, what you're going to believe, and, and they're all part of updating you, too. When all the media is, is, is on board with the total globalization, uh, the elimination of all borders, which is pretty well there already, isn't it? And, and so on and so on. And they've got much more to do yet. Uh, until literally, um, there won't even be the quaintness of a memory of what your nations used to be called. They'll be gone. That's what they want. I've I've read articles before from the from the heads. I've said that some of the the top characters, von Rompuy, was was like that of the EU. So you really are living through uh, amazing times if you if you don't have a TV and you think and you watch. And you read, you know, you'll you'll have the ability to discern things. It's nice just to have it. It's not a matter of what can you do with it. It's, it's nice to have it, you see, and to be aware. Just being aware. See, being aware is natural. I've said many times that just watching the wild animals out there in the fields and in, in the hills, they're aware. They're they're not getting distracted or off watching porn or something. They're thinking. Uh, they've got to think to survive because if they don't, if they don't, if they stop thinking, someone's going to eat them. I went in the field sometimes, and and you, you'll see the the hawks circling around there. And the hawks swoop down every so often. They'll go. The bigger ones will go, or the falcons will go for the rabbits, you know, small rabbits, and the smaller hawks, the gosh hawks, and so on. We'll pick up the mice or moles, anything that's on the surface. So everything's got to be aware, you see. And they calculate the running distance between point A and B, and they'll, they'll try to see if there's anything above there, you know, above them. It's going to swoop down. Is there anything in front or to the side of them that's waiting to eat them <laughs> as well in the tall grass? They're aware. And that's why they've survived all this time. For all the time they've been on earth As generation to generation Being aware 
if they were like humans and they had what you call free leisure time, they would they'd be all wiped out in no time at all by the ones that are still aware, the bigger predators that are still aware, until they themselves get entertained or whatever it happens to be, and then they die off. But humans know it's so easy to distract us, and there's nothing more cunning and dangerous than humans. The top predator on the planet. And we get a bunch of them together that control the finances of the planet, uh, the universities across the planet. When they own the military-industrial complex, they own all the big, big think tanks. They run everything on behalf of them, on behalf of their masters, you see. And they look at the populations and they decide who they want, who they don't want, and all the rest of it. And they control uh, the pharmaceutical industry, etc., etc., etc. They control what food you're eating and what what it is you're eating. <laughs> uh, all these things. Uh, they can really, really uh, do a number when you're not going to be aware, you see. But don't ever, ever think that humans are all nice. They're not all nice. They never have been all nice. And they can turn fast. And there are those nutters out there that really want power. By any means, and at any cost to you, they, they want power. It's a strange thing that every 20 years or so, if you mention something that's 20 or 25 years or more older, oh, well, that wouldn't happen now. Well, what happened in 20 years, 25 years, that, that, that tyrants and, and psychopaths just sort of disappeared or something? What, what is it in people? Hmm? What is it? When I've listened to some of the far, 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 and that's all you'll see on, on say, British TV, for instance, far, 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 well, they, they call it left, it's the wrong description today. The hatred that they spout continuously about anybody at all. There's an opinion that, that doesn't fit their own. The hatred that they have is, is frightening. Frightening. And that's all you'll hear now. That's the normal. That's the normal. So when I say horrible things can, offer, can definitely come along, and I mean it, then they probably will, you see. Yeah. Probably will. But the, the public, the public are just like the you know. As I say, if the animals couldn't think they'd all be dead, they'd be eaten. I've got a, a, a strange little character. Little, little characters around you, little little animals that, that really uh, are quite something. I get some night uh, night squirrels. They're like little flying squirrels, but they come out at night only. They're not profuse, but I have got a couple uh, once, and and during the day I was out getting old dead wood. And and this this couple had put made it their home in this dead trunk, you know, it was hollow. And one of them flew down <laughs> and I thought, what big eyes, beautiful it was. And apparently they, they do have them in Ontario. And then I, I ha I've had pals, you know, I mean, I mean pals with little weasels that that um they turn into kind of airmen's during the winter and they get pure white, you know. And uh, if one gets in your basement, it'll, it'll, I'm telling you, it's no problem. It's very tidy and clean. And it'll, you won't get a mouse coming in all, all winter. You won't find one. No. They'll get eaten. Uh, so, yeah, you can live alongside them, no problem at all. And and also, this this last couple of months, I've seen this thing going boing, boing up and down outside the back. And... I couldn't, I just sat stunned as to what it was. 
what is that thing? And it would jump up maybe a foot and a half sometimes above the grass. And, and it seemed to be almost like a round body with a long tail on it. And I, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I did a search. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a jumping mouse. A jumping mouse. I don't think they come into the house or anything, but uh, th- th- I guess that's how it sees above the tall grass to see if there's any lion re- ready to eat it. It's very clever, isn't it? I mean, isn't that clever? That's nature again, you see. But humans. Humans. I don't think they ever really see what's coming, do they? Everyone's trained that science is going to save you, isn't it? You're t- well, actually, science has been touted as though it's a god, you see. You can't, you can't argue with it, even though it's all theories and so on. The theories keep changing with most of it, too. But irrespective of fact, you find that uh, we're all trained to just go along with, oh, science, you see. And the big boys know that, and that's why they're always changing it and giving you new, new, new nonsensical factoids to stun and astound you. And we believe it, you see. And the political parties use it too. All big movements use science, supposed to be called science. Ooh, you see, all these theories. And you can imagine if you used science on that jumping mouse in the field. And what you do, some character comes along, some 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 uh, other mouse or a couple of mouse or, or mice or whatever, a few of them, say, come along as a little group. And then they say, the, the jumping mice say, well, you don't have to jump anymore. You're spending a lot of energy, you know. Uh, you could you could uh, sit and take it easy. And, and with our scientific uh, periscope, this periscope here, it says science. We can, we can really look around for you, for a small fee, mind you. And warn you of anything coming. And then, of course, they start doing that, and it seems to work not too bad. Then, over a period of time, uh, they say, well, you know, we could actually protect you against anything coming as well as just seeing it and warning you for a a bit extra, you see, Uh, and so on. And uh, next thing you know, uh, they make a they make a screen, so you can also see what they're watching on the periscope as they protect you and and all that. Uh, until you get used to seeing that screen, then they say, well, you know, uh, and they, then they raise a whole generation watching that screen. Then they start giving you entertainment on that screen so, until, until, along one day, they hear a rustling, and they're watching something awfully interesting on their screen, and a whole bunch of cats come in and eat them all. You see, that's what happens when you toss out your ability to think and reason. Because you're being trained and conditioned to do so. Perpetual cotton wool beds is what's preached to you. Don't worry about that. The state will take care of everything for you. Charles Galton Darwin, in the book The Next Million Years, his own book, he said that. The people won't have to think or make decisions for themselves since the state will be doing it all for them. Are we there, folks? Are we? Well, you get you still get to vote, right? <laughs> You're part of something. I vote, you know. And then you rush home to watch something on TV. That's quite comical, really, isn't it? Now, I'll just touch on some things tonight to show you what's going on. 
And again, it's a touch. Remember, all media is part of the same big media, and they pretend to take different sides occasionally, or would look rather suspicious, which, of course, it always does anyway to me. But uh, just to try and fool you, they'll, they'll take the so-called positions. And, and it's always fear they give you. Fear, uh, if you don't join the EU or the trading bloc, you'll be left behind. I've heard that my whole life long in different countries, all using the same techniques, you see. What it means, if, if you don't let the big gang rule your lives for you across whole nations in, in a block, a big new new Soviet block. And that's, remember, I read an article years ago when I was on the radio uh, from one of the top dissenters from the old Soviet Union who came out and says that this, this EU, for instance, the European Union block, is a, is a new super, super type of Soviet block. That's what it is. Unaccountable. Now, the ones who run it at the top are unelected. The ones who really run it, not the, the politicians, don't have any power at all, except to, to yell at each other and give clever debates and so on. But, uh, but yeah, that's what it is, you see. And you're really in it across the world now. Free trade, free trade, free trade, come on. Free, it's really restricted trade for the big corporations, so it's only they can get any kind of trade. And everything is set up to suit them. Plus, you subsidize them all anyway. But you'll be left behind. And if you don't join our block, you see, whoever block it happens to be, you'll be left behind and you can't trade with us. There's blackmail right there. There's a threat, you see. Is that free? No, no, no. Free trade is trading with whoever you, you want to, and whoever you want to trade to has not been threatened by any big block uh, that they can't, they can't trade with you because, because you're not a member. And they'll get punished if they do trade with you. This is gangsterism. And you better believe it. And it doesn't stop there because it also is about running the populations and controlling all, all the apparent far, far left, all the specialists, the ones who know who should get born, who should die, uh, how much they'll need for the future, the next 20 years, say, how should we allow... X amount to get to breed in the next so many years, or should we just bump off this this surplus we have here? You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. That's what it's all about, folks. The ordered, controlled, planned society. And if that's too scary, go and watch your television. It's quite easy to see through uh, the different newspapers and where the real agenda happens to be, because... They give it away, don't they? Because they don't use logic. You're, you know, mind you, you might not be trained to use logic, but they don't use logic. Uh, he, here's one article. Here's how the whole con is, is worked, you see. One here um, says, and it's, this is from a lefty, you know, a real globalist lefty, who again are very concerned about your numbers of, of you, things like that. But it says, a far-reaching global trade deal being negotiated in secret, in secret, you see, but... Like it's never been done before. It's always been done in secret. All of them <laughs> could threaten the goals of the Paris climate deal by making it harder for governments to favor clean energy over fossil fuels. So suddenly, uh, according to this, this group, this, um, this is actually the Guardian newspaper, they're on about uh, all the different NGO groups that get paid by the big foundations. Read this kind of stuff, you see. It's almost like giving their marching orders and their thoughts for the day. So, uh, it's uh, the secret uh, trade deal, you see, 
uh, could make it clean energy uh, impossible. You see, that's all they care about. Apparently, according to this article here, and it says the Guardian that saw a new economic union text seen by them would oblige signatories to work towards energy neutrality, etc. And they go through their terminology, as which is always used in deals to get round things and all the rest of it. They always change the meanings of things and terminology, etc. And so all they're worried about here, partly, is that oh, they might they might have to start go back to, or allow um, or just stop. See, these characters want you to start freezing to death in the winter immediately by not being able to get uh, um, clean energy, as they want to call it. You see. Uh, so you can get clean stuff, then just die, die, don't pollute. We've been here for how long we've been here on this planet, according to the far, 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 far left. And fire has always been used. And the fires you don't start um, uh, often have naturally anyway. And they were having fires and forest fires and so on, massive ones across the world before man was apparently here. So there you go. You're causing all. It's all your fault. Anyway, here's one article again, too. Not joining the Trans-Pacific Partnership will cost Canada billions in economic growth. They could just swap the names in the countries and, and the TPP into other treaties that I've seen all down the years my whole life long. The same thing. <gasps> you know, fear, 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 and they get the left-behind stuff, no doubt. That's what they're really getting at, you see. And... Um, it says that joining the Trans-Pacific Partnership would generate long-term gains for the Canadian economy if you join it. Gains for whom? What is this economy, you know? What part of the economy are they talking about here? You know, there's nothing, nothing's ever said. It says Ottawa's remaining non-committal in the TPP, uh, which is nonsense, as we know. So this is not news either. And then this one here has... a. Uh, Trump has forced establishment Republicans to switch sides in the TPP fight, you see. Has he, no, no, has he forced them, or is this the fact they're, they're running for something else now, local things, and politicians will change sides and opinions at the, the drop of a hat if it suits them? They always have, haven't they? Always have. That's the way things go. I'll put this link up too. And then the United Nations fears third leg of the global financial crisis. <gasps> oh, you know, some, anything they tell you, these globalists, is, is nothing but horror and fear. Horror and fear, you know. Like these, these other, this little gang of mice that took over the mouse world and, and with their scientific, you know, periscope, you see. And first of all, it says, oh, we'll warn you of anything. And then before you know it, it's red alert, red alert, you know, and it's extra, extra, extra. Until, you, until, you, until you're begging them to, to protect you even more. Right? <sighs> so the global financial crisis with prospects of epic debt defaults. And the third leg of the world's uh, intractable depression is yet to come. No, it's not. It's here. Everybody's depressed. If trade economists at the United Nations are right, the next dramatic episode may entail the greatest debt jubilee in history. It may also prove to be the definitive crisis of globalized capitalism, the demise of the liberal free trade, uh, free market orthodoxies promoted for almost 40 years by the Bretton Woods institutions and their little secret deal, folks. <laughs> the OECD and the Davos or Davos fraternity. 
uh, alarm bells have been ringing over the explosion of corporate debt levels in emerging economies. Emerging economies, too, are also part of the emerging world, as they call them. That's where all your, your money is getting thrown, supposedly, for all these con rip-offs that the big corporations are doing. They get you to build factories and somewhere you pay for all in some third world country and... Um, and believe, believe you me, yeah, the big corporations will make their money all right, uh, but they'll, they'll leave a massive debt behind it all and for, on, on behalf of the country that they've, that they've been in, and they're, they're up to rise in, in debt. If they really believe in debt, that is. You know. So here you are, damaging uh, deflationary spirals cannot be ruled out. See, so that's, that's good in its pictorial. You see, you see that in your mind. Like a like a dogfight between World War One biplanes or something, and they spin around and shoot each other. Boom! And then you see one getting hit, and it spirals way down there. You know, boom. Well, so here you are. Here you've got the whole world here spiraling out of control because it's something called debt. You know, everything just goes. That's it. It just spirals down through space because of debt. Yep. Which is a con game anyway. So it's giving a country money. They don't give you money or it's not backed with nothing. So what do they give you? They give you a blip on a computer screen to the nation and then the nation has to pay them back in real goods and stuff. You see? They don't want another blip getting sent back to them as pay off for debt. Which is, um, we know already that the poisonous side effect of zero rates and quantitative easing <laughs> in the US, Europe and Japan was to flood developing nations with cheap credit. So it's all their fault now. Before, in 2008, it was your fault, you see, for taking on loans and all that. And, and, but, but now it's, 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 it's these other countries, the developing economies and emerging economies, uh, that's, it's their, their fault now, you know. And it says, we know already that the poisonous side effect of zero rates and quantitative easing in the US, Europe and Japan was to flood developing nations with the cheap credit, upsetting their internal chemistry. Wow. Were they eating this stuff? Or what were they doing? Internal chemistry and drawing them into a snare. That's called the mousetrap, actually, by the big boys at the top. That's what they call them, you know, mousetraps. What is less understood is just how destructive this has been. Much of the money was wasted, skewed towards highly uh, cyclical and rent-based uh, sectors, a limited strategic importance for catching up. Worse yet, these countries have imported uh, the deformities of Western finance before they are ready to cope with the consequences. They've been encouraged from day one to just take on, take on, uh, you know, take on, take on, take on, take on, money, 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 money. And you find too, it's all rigged in advance with a lot of leaders of these places. Uh, to, on behalf of the country, they borrow the money, they borrow you into the grave. <laughs> and of course, no one can ever find where the money went. This is the extraordinary result is that some countries are slipping backward, vi- uh, victims of premature deindustrialization, you see. So it's premature. Uh, I guess the UN wouldn't agree with that. Of course, or maybe they would just see, because they keep throwing money at countries that, that uh, you know, what, 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 what is normal deindustrialization? You end up like Britain, all they do is borrow money and import stuff. What happens when you, when you, when, when you, you can't import anything else and there's no economy at all? Hmm? Service economies cannot last forever. 
says, many of them have fallen behind uh, the rich world uh, than they were in 1980, despite opening up their economies and following the global policy script diligently. A lot they're forced onto it by blackmail and all the rest of it, too, by the big boys, big corporations, and, and the UN, too, and IMF, and so on. Interesting, you know, I was reading about some of these uh, so-called, which were classes, third world countries, they're now bringing in uh, people from other countries to get money to come into their countries, have folks settle in them. And uh, they've all been, uh, and they all have, a, they have ecotourism, they're all signed on with the UN and all their, their agendas of the United Nations. So you, the UN's always into these countries big time. And so they have eco this and eco that, it's all part of them taking loans on if they agree. And the third world country, they already have all the PC stuff that you're hearing about in the news here, you know, the proper bathrooms, if you understand what I mean. And they also have um, all the different kind of marriages. They're telling you up front, this is why you should go there. Because they have to tell you that because, you see, they've taken the loans on from the IMF and the U.S. especially. And I've read the articles on the air. Uh, the, 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 the U.S. and IMF demand that you push all these, these things before they give you a loan. Huh? Was that quite something? Do we really know what's going on in the world? Do, do, do people really know? Do they think it or do they care? Eh? Do they care? Do they care? It used to be one time, this, oh, the pretense that we really care about you having money to feed your families will help you, you know. Not now. Nope, now it's all this big wave of, you know, PC updates and so on, and you better conform and, and then we'll give you money, you know. Then they'll, they'll give you the money, it's so rigged that you'll be paying more, way more back all the time uh, until the whole country falls apart. See but at least you have the proper bathrooms, maybe. But there you I mean, this, this is the farce, you see. You were living in farce, as you all know. And it is farce. Look up the meaning of farce. And then another article, the, the new TTIP, meet TISA, T-I-S-A, the secret privatization pact that poses a threat to democracy. What is democracy? Hmm? the right to vote. And it says an international trade deal uh, being negotiated in secret. It's a turbocharged privatization pact that poses a threat to democratic sovereignty and every concept of public services, campaigners have warned. This is not TTIP, the international agreement that appears. Campaigners in the European Union have managed to scupper over similar concerns. This is TISA a deal backed by some of the world's biggest corporations such as Microsoft, Google, IBM, Walt Disney, Walmart, Citigroup, and J.P. Morgan Chase. You know, your, your owners, in other words. Uh, now, they want to give you all your thoughts. It says, few people may have heard of the Trade and Services Agreement, but campaign group uh, Global Justice now warns in a new report defeating TTIP may amount to a Pyrrhic victory if we allow TISA to pass without challenge. The Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, TISA, is being negotiated in secret, even though it could have a major impact on countries which sign up. Hmm. You see? Says, well, as well, TTIP is only between the EU and the US. Those behind TISA have global ambitions, as it involves most of the world's major economies. 
with the notable exceptions of China and Russia, in a group they call the Really Good Friends of Services. The, the Really Good Friends of Services is the name of the group. And what it would seem to be, or part of the deal anyway, would be, is that, um, or T's that we're talking about, T-I-S-A, would be that uh, it, it could lock in, this is their so-called fear, lock in privatization of public services. Well, they've privatized everything else off, haven't they? And allow casino capitalism by undermining financial regulations designed to prevent a recurrence of the 2008 recession. I don't really get all fussed up about these things because you find you really have had no control at our level and uh, ever, actually, you know. And it's all done by gangs, big, big financial gangs at the top. They've been here for a long, 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 long time. And they seem very, very respectable because they wear good suits and stuff and go to the best supposed schools and they train you, they're, they're, they're the best. That's, but then again, that's how all elitists started in time going way back. All their all families really just slaughtered those around them as a small family till they take over a, an area and eventually, if they're any good at all, um, and they get the money boys on board with them, and then they can hire people they call the armies eventually uh, to do all for them. Nothing changes. It doesn't matter what you look at, you see. But in time, they become respectable because they're, they're rich and they don't have to go around with bloody uh, battle axes and swords, you see. They've got armies to do it for them. And that's the reality of human nature. But uh, I'll put these links up. Remember, I always put links up on the articles I mentioned for you that they really care to have a, a little gander. Remember, everything is propaganda. Every, everything's propaganda. Because every, every complaint you read now, well, the, the complaint will tell you what it is. Oh, be scared of this, be scared of that. And they'll say, and, and they might not fight climate change. Oh, yep. And then, for instance, in Britain as well, since the Treasury is facing calls to honour Boris Johnson's promise to guarantee all funding for EU programmes after Brexit until at least 2020, as fresh concerns are raised that billions of pounds of regeneration projects across the UK are at risk. So again, another scary, scary topic, you see, because, because they, they can't let you leave. Councils and other bodies only have until the autumn. Uh, and mind you, too, the Treasury, it says here, and of course, you know, too, the, the, the Bank of England, too, was wagging the finger not to leave and, and so all that kind of stuff, too. Naturally, the banks are all one group by often sometimes one family. But it says councils and other bodies only have until the autumn statement to gain Whitehall approval for EU-funded structural and investment projects if they want a, to guarantee that their funding will continue beyond Brexit. Until 2020. And it says, um, before the referendum, Johnson and other 13 other pro-Brexit conservative ministers promised that all cash for university scientists, family farmers, regional funds, cultural organizations, and, and <laughs> it's all your socialism, and others, you see, and need more socialism, would continue in the event of a vote to leave, you see. That's all it runs the world now, isn't it? To special groups and Authorized non-governmental organizations to get funding from your government and at the same time to get funding from the, the rule bosses, which are the big think tanks and the foundations. 
that's that's yeah, that's your democracy. Yeah. So if the public votes to leave on twenty third of June, we will continue to fund EU programmes in the UK until twenty twenty or up to the date when the EU is due to conclude individual programmes and so on. And it goes on, 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 on. No. It's quite something, really, you know. And they warn about all the money that's owing, blah, blah, blah. No, we're gonna ma- Just write a cheque, folks. Write a cheque and pay everybody off. And then you find this, too. <laughs> this is... Um, See, the, the EU, uh, is really, they often use Britain as the template for all, for the whole planet, really, because after all, they're all actually for international affairs, and the group of, uh, they're in a city of London, that's the inner city, the actual city itself, uh, lived pretty well in that area, um, had the plan for the global government through the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the, and the Milner Group, as they, as they were called before, they were called themselves the latter. So... Uh, they've been awfully successful, mind you, and uh, they didn't do it cheap and ad hoc. They did have to get the best indoctrinating scientists in, on board with them a long time ago and, and paid them to study all of us to see how we tick, you see. Then they can use their natural inclinations against us all and, and steer us where they want us to go. It's been awfully, awfully good. But also, they, as I say, they, they, they're always on uh, importing people from across the planet now. They've had so many scandals from bringing in doctors from Britain, rather than train folk in their own country uh, and make it a bit cheaper and easier to get to, to, get to live and, and study and so on. Uh, they, they simply, just like a lot of countries do now, they bring them in from abroad. India is a favourite place, actually, uh, to bring them in. And, and there was so much, so many of them, unfortunately, uh, have had uh, fake, very fake. Uh, uh, there are certain, but in this way, they're not really qualified like them, and it, it causes problems. It's, they covered up for years in Britain, and, and they, eventually they couldn't cover up anymore until they had to be more rigorous. So I don't know if they're if they're now slipping again or what. Because his patients are at risk from thousands of EU medics. It's a shock admission by doctors' watchdog over lack of basic safety checks says here that uh, patients are at risk because thousands of the EU doctors can work in the UK without basic safety checks, a watchdog warns today. Uh, says Neil Dixon, head of the General Medical Council, said the loophole should be closed after Brexit and labelled it a real weakness when it comes to protecting the public. I hate this term, the public. It's, it's just that you can't really relate to this term, can you, anymore. That's how they talk about us, the public. You know, we're just the mass, the public. And they claimed that the repeated attempts to persuade the EU officials to let Britain introduce the checks had always been flatly rejected. Mr. Dixon said, I'm not happy with the European doctor situation. haven't been for many years. Some European doctors, because we haven't checked their competency, may struggle when they practice here, and that could put patients at risk. Medicine is very culturally specific. Doctors who come in from other cultures can find it a significant challenge practicing in the UK. We're able to assess their language skills, but we cannot check their competency to practice. It says that's just a reality. The European laws prevent the watchdog, which regulates doctors working in Britain, from testing the medical skills of those from the EU, as this would impede their right to freedom of movement. But the thing is, you see, they can come in, like the migrants come in too, from all over um, the world. 
uh, into the EU, any EU country, and then their applying to come into Britain, and they can't be refused, you see. So a lot of folk just, just uh, die, you know, patience. And that's again, well, well, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs and stuff like that. Although that's, that's what you hear all the time now. It says the watchdogs, the watchdog's own figures show that the EU doctors are twice as likely to be struck off, suspended or given a warning than those from the UK. And even that, I'm sure, is just a matter of time before the UK as well as turning out the same kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Says there are just over 30,500 EU doctors on the GMC's register who are licensed to work in Britain, and another 3,500 arrive each year. Where are they churning them out from? Well, just do your homework, they, they tell you where they're coming out from. Now, here's a, an article to see how, how, how the EU Parliament really cares about you. The EU cancer risk law causes uproar as 140,000 people try to halt killer chemical policy. The bureaucrats in Brussels have been warned their plan to allow killer chemicals to enter the food chain will cause years of harm for millions of EU citizens. Well, you know, Canada was a test bed for the, all the, the GMO stuff for years and years before it broke out from Britain that we were the test bed. The, the Canadian government wouldn't tell us. They made a secret deal, it said, eventually in the newspapers with the big boys, the GMO boys, and all their pesticides and herbicides. Uh, to test it out in the Canadians. And of course, through, through the health system, they could study us all as we you know, have all these strange symptoms and die. That's how it works, isn't it? That's what you get when you toss out uh, real old culture and affinity for people. And you raise science up to the level that it is. Bogus, that most, although most of it is, actually. <laughs> all right, there's a lot of it is. Anyway... That's pretty well it. That's all I have time for this this weekend. As we hit really cold temperatures at night now, almost at the freezing mark, in preparation for the coming winter, which is going to be pretty bad this year, judging from all the all the different uh, mice that are trying to get in here very early this year. And I'm watching the wasp nests outside, and they're really building them fast and furious, big time. So, yeah, all the wee signs and symptoms, and that's how it works. Anyway, from myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God, where your gods go with you. Mm-hmm.